Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Brainwaves. You're listening to 8.55am 3CR Community Radio. My name is Chiara and with me today on the show uh, we have Anto who is a mental health advocate and activist from Indonesia as well as Marina who is a clin- clinical psychologist and volunteer. Anto and Marina are delegates from Indonesia um, as part of a team of 12 individuals who have travelled uh, to Australia to learn about uh, the mental health system uh, and take back that information to their country. Um Rebecca will be uh, interviewing Antor and Marina today. Over to you guys. Hi, guys. Thank you for coming on the show today. So, Marina, just to start off, could you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a clinical psychologist? Okay. Uh, my name is Marina, and I am 27, year, 27 years old now and currently working as a volunteer psychologist in a community organization in Indonesia called KPSI. Komunitas Peduli Schizophrenia Indonesia or Indonesian Community Care for Schizophrenia. And uh, I am interested to work in KPSI because I see that uh, perhaps an, a community organizations might need um, a mental health professional to do a service in in that place so, so that they can have a a valid resource of information from the professionals and I also interested to work in there because uh, I don't know perhaps I have a willingness to to work with them since I have an interest in clinical psychology that's it thank you and so could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you became a mental health advocate and what does your advocacy entail? Okay, first of all, I would like to say thank you for this opportunity and for the Wellwest who've organized these interviews in 3CR radio stations. And actually, we, 12 of us, us is a team from Indonesia as a group that we attend the Australia Watts Fellowships as an international mental health leadership programs. With the inverse, the purpose is uh, the title of the program is eliminating physical restraint and confinement of persons with mental illness in Indonesia. So, uh, related to my advocacy works, uh, I've been doing advocacy work since two thousand and nine. So I share my stories because I had some uh, experience, uh, like a restraint ex- experience, as we call it, pasung. It's the people who's been trained in Indonesia, it's pretty common things because in Indonesian culture and society, there are a lot of stigma towards people with mental illnesses and a lot of cases of people who live with uh, mental illnesses are chained or in pasung. So when we're dealing with uh, the pasung issue or chained issue, as I started this advocacy because I felt uh, at that time uh, when I was in 99 I had an uh, experience of major depressions 
so I end up uh, being b being in Pasung because, and it's a mistreated treatment. And I when I can when I recover and overcame all of those uh, periods, so I joined a community which uh, Marina and I uh, joined with its a community uh, who care about uh, mental health issue. And I share my story on uh, the first time in 2010. I, I was, we are campaigning on the stigma towards people who live with mental health problems and mental health issues. So that at the first time that I share my story uh, nationally until this time. So advocating for mental health is extremely important. Was your experience kind of one of the reasons why you chose to get involved within the project and the study tour? Uh, Yes, actually, because of I had this experience, and it's kind of the the success story of one of the success story of Pasung story. So, I contributed uh, in many advocacy. For example, I joined I joined a contrib contributed uh, to a movie documentary for a camp for a lecturer in uh, in Melbourne University at at two thousand and twelve. And this become like a follow up of of those uh, uh, recognitions on my advocacy. So you're you're here, going around Australia to learn about the mental health system. It is pretty it much. Is, yeah. Yes. Okay. So what's um what is the purpose of um you know your your visit here? The purpose is to collaborating every elements of mental health services and mental health consumer or anything to work together to eliminate pasung. Uh, I would like to add, uh, as we learned about the system and mental health services in Australia, for example, uh, such as when we visited Wellways, uh, Blue, Beyond Blue, mm -hmm. and Fixerve and many institutions, mental health Commission complaint, mental health tribunal. So we we've known that we are left behind, far away from Australia. Actually, we left behind for about thirty years because you've already started in in seventies on eighties, and we are at the beginning of states of which yeah. you've already. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Started. So for for our listeners, um, many of our listeners would know that back in the seventies and eighties, well, it was in the eighties we had the deinstitutionalization mm -hmm. um, of mental health services yeah. where previously people similarly to um Pei Song yes. um were you know chained, chained to beds and yes. things like that you know um the very, restraints methods yeah so they were restrained you know there was no treatment people mm. were just segregated from community mm. how is it pronounced pasung pasung yeah are you able to tell us what what exactly is um for our listeners. In, in my experience at that time, in 99 when I was in major depressions, because my parents are not aware of the situation and which way we should get a, a help and information about mental health, so they just put me into a, a primary care with, which has a, a rehabilitation program, but it's not an authorized by government because the practice is still uh, very far away from a good treatment and it's not it's really human violation human rights violation because all of the patients were put in chains so i had mm. 
when I had a major depression at that time and at 99, I should have been met a psychologist or, or anyone to talk with. At that time, my condition is able to speak and able to communicate, but the stigmatized from my society had already uh, stamped me, labelized me as a crazy people. So I was put into that situation because they think that I, they considered me as I'm a crazy people on severe mental illnesses that categorize. I just, with they just, the doctors, it's a GP and not a real psychiatrist, just not doing a good anamnesis and mm. examination. They just put the diagnosis schizophrenia, it's, which, which it is not true, true all the time. I've been consultation with many psychiatrists. What, what, what I've been going through, what is that really, it was really a schizophrenia. So a lot of psychiatrists uh, said it not, it not a psych- schizophrenia, which it has uh, another stigmatizer. They said I only had a major depression, so it's really a mistreatment and not a good uh, method or process of healing process to recovery. It's not a, a good, uh, it's not the right conditions of recovery process. Yeah. So I had a mistreated and stigmatized, which I guess you've also had that in 70s or 80s. I've never been aggressive to any people because they've already convinced that I'm crazy. So they just put me into that situations, into that uh, chained methods. Actually, they changed because of the security. It haven't haven't been in good security for for the facilities of mental health re- rehabilitation wasn't appropriate. So they just put all of the patients in in chains in just because of the safety they, they afraid that they would, might run away or that's what i would do at that time i want to run away from that situation but i cannot i just mm-hmm. accept it and my depression be- became more worse yeah. that's that's how it's the story it, it began so can i just um say until so you were actually misdiagnosed yes with schizophrenia yes. when you actually had Major depression. Yes, major depression. That's a huge. Yeah, there's difference. a huge difference. So, so, yeah. Yes. Between schizophrenia yeah. and major depression. Yeah. So I guess that was the starting point. So yes. that you weren't diagnosed properly, and you were automatically assumed as though you were aggressive or that you were a, a crazy person yeah. as such, and you were put in Paisong. Though we know that in Indonesia there are many cases of aggressive people on mental illnesses that end up being pasung so though i'm not aggressive to others but i'm i also had this experience so this is very uh, bad situations for it can be anyone could end up in pasung it takes a lot of collaboration between government and the society and and the law and the mental health law so as we knew in this uh, learning process in Australia, we try to collaborate and integrate it, all of those elements in order to create a, a new form of a new programs to be accelerate uh, this as so that we can reach the same situation in Australia someday, although it takes a lot of process. Marina, because you're a clinical psychologist, you know a lot about the mental health services in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Could you give us a bit of an outline 
on what the current state of the mental health services are like in Indonesia. Okay. Uh, in Indonesia, the mental health services are mostly given by the psychiatrist and also GPs. So the system is started from the district level, sub-district level. They have a primary healthcare system, and in that primary healthcare healthcare system, there's a GP, and some of them are have been have been enriched, have been enriched to give uh, mental health services. But after that, if uh, he or she, uh, if the GP cannot provide the mental health services or the problem is too too big for them, then they have to refer to the mental health hospital so that the patient can get a treatment from psychiatrist and for psychologists itself uh, they are not they are not uh, being placed in the mental health care system they usually work in a private set- settings yeah it's kind of a bit different from here in which psychologists are involved in mental health services in indonesia we we still we are still working uh, separately so uh, only in some areas of indonesia in which it is yogyakarta in which psychologists are involved in giving mental health service but in another in other areas uh, there's not much Psy- uh, psychologists who are involved in in giving mental health service. Yeah, and especially because Aus- Australia and Indonesia are two very different places. Yeah. Um, how do you think they differ in terms of like mental health from visiting like Beyond Blue, yeah. Wellways, and all that? Have yeah. you found a noticeable difference between like Indonesia and Australia when it comes to mental health? Yes. Yes, I found uh, a lot of differences, and yeah. Just like Anto said, we, we probably are left behind 20 or 30 years. So the major difference is we still have a lot of stigma in terms of uh, mental, il- uh, mental health problems. And the second one is we are still building a system. So the systems are still uh, unclear, yeah? the role of the mental health service providers and the role of social workers are still not uh, are still not clear i would like also to add about uh, the consumer group in indonesia okay. um that's really uh, a big difference between yeah, yeah, australia yeah. and indonesia for example in wellways and beyond blue yeah they uh, empower and so advanced yeah. Yeah, and they are funded by the government uh, in that, Australia. Yeah, uh, in Indonesia, we have to find the funding by ourselves. Our government doesn't give any oh, funding. you don't have any funding no. at no, all. No, I don't. No. Because when we had, for example, as I plan to do a, an education to the society about mental health, I will hold a, a seminar after when I get to Indonesia uh, within the next few weeks. So I've tried to my fund it by our own consumer group. So it's really different. In Australia, when you had a program, it can be related to the as insurance program so yeah. that the people could access the, your services through yep. to those consumer groups. So it's really amazing that, wow, I wish we had something of like this in Indonesia. Yeah, but perhaps someday we will. Yeah, yeah. At that perhaps point. it's, uh, we're not yet, 
reaching that stages. So we are still building the system. Yeah, and especially what you mentioned before about the stigma around mental health yeah. in Indonesia. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the stigma kind of prevents people from actually going to yes, achieve yes. help yes. and get help for that? Yes, of course. Uh, it actual the stigma actually uh, make a person is uh, less less valued. Yeah, less willingness to seek help, and they try to cover themselves up until the symptoms getting worse. And when the the symptoms getting worse, then it gives a lot of collateral yeah, damage it, to yeah. the to the society. Yeah, and, to and when the you have a family. breakdown, just yes. everything kind yeah. of gets on top. Yeah, it's been too too late to access service. So yeah. What do you think about the mental health services Victoria provides? Mm, well, I've visited Tribunal for the Mental Health and Mental Health Commission of Complaints. That's uh, really amazing that for the complaints you had your own commission. So that's amazing. We found out that your commission of complaints is about how to improve the the mental health services. So people are encouraged to give complaints. Wow, that's uh, very different because in Indonesia, though we've already had a, a million complaints, that there will be uh, little responses of that. And But the tribunal, the policy on the, the patients and consumer get the services, they had a special board to decide which, which, which best is for the patients for example, for the ECT treatment, so they decided, and for the compulsory treatment, and they had the best decision. So that's amazing because it protects the human rights of, of the patients, which, which we really had a struggle that in Indonesia, a lot of patients and consumers being violated of their rights, their human rights, so, as, as from my experience. So just what we are talking about before, um, about Pasung, mm-hmm. um, could you tell us a bit about the free Pasung campaign and, and what it actually does? The initiation of the program itself has been started since 2009. 2009. And the, uh, the mental health law, uh, the mental health law established. is established in 2014. 14. And the free passing program is like an o- uh, a door, a, f- a foot in the door for another mental health problem, so actually. So the free passing program is actually a, a program which is made by Ministry of Health. And now the Ministry of Social Affairs is also making a, a stop passing program. So in this program, Ministry of Health and Ministry of Social Affairs are going to collaborate together to eliminate PASUNG. So, but it, mm-hmm. but it's a long way to go because we need about ten years to just to establish and yeah, the, establish the guideline. a guideline. Yeah. yeah. Could you imagine that we had to struggle and convince the government that mental health is a important issue, issue yeah. to be deal with and we should taken care of but now they are more focusing on the just health issue for example and mother and maternal, know, and, maternal child. and child and other issues such as HIV or t- tuberculosis or other issue instead of mental health which is really co- correlated with all of life's 
life's element for example uh, when people uh, who has the family put in pasung so will they will not be able to work so financially they will broke and being uh, poured all of the energy to the family so it really affects all of the factors actually we hope that the government will pay uh, more attention to mental health issues by bringing up the most severe human rights violation which is pasung yeah. so anto for your experience with pasung how did you manage to leave and like get out of that oh okay so we like uh, to a uh, story of flashback of my recovery and struggling so during 99 in until 20 until 2000 i had a big struggling to get out of that depression actually i had some hopeless and desperation actually caused by caused by that situation because what of what situation i mean the major depression mm-hmm. added by with uh, the pasungs mm. i mean it to run away from my village and and uh, ended up i was put in pasung again it and by my own family because at the time they don't have any resources anymore to put me into that rehabilitations of primary care so they we have no funds at all so they just put me in pasung at my home by my own parents but finally i just accept accept it all because i knew i i i would never i don't want to be in that situations so i mean it's to like build my own motivations and collect of all of my energy to just i'm not fi- i finally accept i'm never blame my parent finally and i i also come to the stages that i understand what the society is and i never blame them as well because i've tried to put off the positive perspective of, of my situations and i get the treatment and i get the medical of course i get the medical uh, treatment though it's not the appropriate uh, medicine because i had uh, major depression and they give me the antipsychotic i should have had only uh, antidepressants mm-hmm. and uh, maybe consultation to a psychologist or or a, s- a psychotherapy but though i didn't get it all i just put all of what all the resources left like uh, i had only Uh, two friends of mine who accompanied me and my family also supported and family i reach my neighbor and i just like uh, i'm sorry for what i've did though i i have no mistake or wrong to them but i've i've just put my stuff into as positive as positive it, it could to survive that's yeah. what it is and i within 2003 i mean it's to gain my my strength back and mm. I began to work and many work and many many work. I changed a lot of works like uh, being a tailor, being an English teacher, mm-hmm. being an uh, and a uh, game online operator so I knew about the internet things and learning many things and I also managed to went to the university at 2012 and gain my undergraduate degree as a English teacher, English education. Oh, that's amazing. Anto, I just wanted to, um, I guess, to ask, so you actually spent four, yes. four years it's in about, Paisong? Yes. No, no, no. It's actually only about 28 days in a short period in, two, in 99 and on 2000 in also about, about uh, 
three weeks. So it's kind of not a long term pasung, but it's really hurts feel like dignity just torn apart. Uh, you can see that. Imagine that. Uh, what is the suffering of the people who've many years being in pasung? So I try to speak it to the world that we need uh, to erase this practice, this pasung practice in Indonesia. So this is what the main idea of this fellowship program. Do you think pasung actually made your situation worse than it, it was? It is, yes. Actually, my depression got worse and the stigma from this, my society getting more bigger stigma. So it's kind of... Uh, yeah, it you worsening call? your situations and... Uh, yeah. Because it's kind of like a feeling of hopelessness. Like yeah, it is. I actually had that experience. Actually, yeah. I had the, the, the in my mind, it was like, a, a, it's better for me to, to die at the moment. Yeah. yeah. It's like, a, and I mean, I don't know. I can like feel like it's better for me to die. Actually, it's a symptom of suicide, actually. Because yeah. <laughs> you, lose, you lose your basic human rights yes. and you, like, you can't fend for yourself, yeah. like you can't eat, you can't move. Oh, yes. and, it, and it's really sad and honestly, I'm, like, I'm so honoured to have oh, you here because you. your experience yeah. and your recovery, like it's just amazing. Yeah. And like to this day, because like I've never, I've never left Australia before, so I can't even imagine how different the mental health sector is in Indonesia compared to Australia. And I think a lot of people like myself like have no idea how different and how bad it can be. Yes, the 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 bright side of this uh, uh, collaboration or mutual mutual learning is like for for Australians, they would be very grateful for these situations compared to Indonesia. So yeah. it's lucky for all of my friends who've lived with problem with mental illness or mental problem. They had a good situation. So in they Australia, yeah. in Australia, you should be grateful for what you had. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's it's completely eye opening to see how different like the services are compared mm-hmm. to Australia and you just mm-hmm. kinda have to sit back and think like uh-huh. Australia Australia has it pretty mm-hmm. good in regards to yeah. mental health um lastly what are your hopes for the future of mental health in indonesia like where would you want to see indonesia in say 10 or 15 years i hope that the mental health service in Indonesia would treat the people who live with a mental health problem or mental health illness more dignity and and uh, hold the human ri- human rights of the patients as we can see on Australia they they, they had to, the service with principle is like they had to do some consensus and mutual respects to the patients to the family to the mental health workforce and the psychiatrists and and the mental health services that's a way real things that we can see in Australia so that we had our goal at least. Though we cannot implement it, implement it right now, but we try to adapt it in our forms that we can capable of doing it in Indonesia. Mm. Yes, for me, I do hope that uh, mental health, uh, the government will put 
more attention to mental health issues. And I do hope that uh, mental health professionals now and also uh, friends from Ministry of Health and also Ministry of Social Affairs will have uh, enduring, uh, enduring, what is it, semangat? Uh, spirit yeah enduring spirits to uh, do to do this to enhance our services in mental health and more sustainable i guess yes a more sustainable f- program of uh, in terms of mental health programs so yeah i hope that the system will be uh, better and so the people with mental health problems will Uh, access uh, will have more access to care. Thank you so much, um, Marina and Anto, for coming on the show. You're welcome. Oh, I guess you said no yeah. worries <laughs> in us in Melbourne. Term. <laughs> you're you're learning the lingo. <laughs> um, thank you so much for taking the time to come on Brainwaves uh, today and and to talk about um, your experiences of of living in Indonesia and your experiences of the mental health system in Indonesia as well. Um, It's just incredible to sit here and listen to just how different um, the mental health system in uh, Indonesia is in you know it is compared to australia mm-hmm. um here you know our system does have some flaws but it's important to recognize as well that there's a lot of good um mm-hmm. that our mental health system does offer yeah um and i think indonesia is very lucky to have individuals like you oh, advocating for you. for a better system thank you very much amazing all right well that's all we have time for today you can listen to podcasts of our show on 3cr.org.au or you can listen to them at brainwaves.org.au as well. Stay tuned next week for another episode of Brainwaves, 8.55am. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.